1: Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Happy holidays from us to you. And we need something to be happy about after that debacle in Buffalo this past weekend. That's why this week we brought in Jill, a mental health counselor, onto the podcast. It was a really good segment. One of our favorites to date. I really recommend you listen to it at the top of this broadcast. She had a lot of very good insights. Um, I think you guys will really like it. Then we discussed last week's game for a bit, the return of Galladay in the deep ball, a little touch from Stafford, Zenner slowly picking up more carries, then thoughts on the defense and the state of the coaching staff and general manager. Finally, our famous predictions at the very end. Um, A quick note for the listeners next Monday and Tuesday is Christmas Eve and Christmas, and therefore the podcast will be delayed by a day or two. We apologize for that inconvenience in advance. We'll be discussing the Lions' victory of the Vikings just a little bit later than usual. Thanks, and now, intro music. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans,
2: UJ, Ruddog, Bob, Connor,
1: talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. It's 8.03 on December 17th. That's 8.03 Central Time. And the Lions have just come off another loss, thus ending their playoff hopes for the 2018-2019 season. Um, you guys, the, the Lions season yet again ends in depression.
2: I'm very depressed. Yeah. Very depressed. Um,
1: what know, can P. we G. do Rudd Dog. I mean, yeah. all Lions fans, all blue Kool-Aid drinkers are all feeling the same thing. A state of depression. This It, it, it happens every year for the Lions. Um, we have won one playoff game in the Super Bowl era. So as a result, uh, we couldn't think of where else to go. So we decided to bring in Jill, a licensed mental health counselor. Um, Jill, welcome to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid at Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome, Good
3: evening, Jill. gentlemen and Lions fans.
1: Welcome. Welcome. We Thank are you. very uh, Hi, honored and happy to have you on the podcast this week, Jill.
3: As am I. Very pleased you that you asked me better? to join you. I'm sorry? Yeah.
4: Can you help our brains feel
3: better? <laughs> Absolutely, that's my business.
1: So Jill, could you give us a little background on your your profession?
3: I am a licensed mental health counselor. That means I'm a master's level uh, degree uh, and I uh, counsel for a living. Uh, Not necessarily sports fans, but Mm -hmm. I may have a few things to help with what you guys are going through.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, okay. that's awesome. So I'm I'm just right. gonna get right into it. Um, sure. So, well, like I kind of led off with, as Lions fans, we haven't experienced much victory over the course of the years. Like I said, we've won one playoff game, no Super Bowls, a whole lot of nothing, unfortunately. Okay. And at least it's a press at the end of the season. So I was gonna ask you if you had, if you recommend any coping methods for the depression of a lion of a Lions fan at the end of the season. <laughs>
3: So well, any anyone who is depressed, um, the first thing I always suggest is to look for something that is lifting, that lifts you, that that helps you pull you up out of the uh, barrel, so to speak, or or pit. So, is there anything that's positive about this season? <laughs>
2: Uh, Uh, The defense is improving. uh, There is some positive things.
1: The defense is improving, right, guys? We didn't we didn't lose uh, all the game. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: All right. There you go. We have Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Okay. There's
2: always next year. (laughs) Right.
3: But (laughs) I would assert I would assert there are way more things that you gentlemen get out of um, watching these games and being a part of. The Heartburn. fan base that
4: heartburn's a big one.
3: Heartburn? Yeah, that's get
4: not a lot of a, that. But
3: that's not a positive. That's not that positive oh, self talk that we're, we're trying to we start. Get out of it.
4: Yes. Okay. Anxiety.
2: Are you suggesting positive things that don't have to do with football?
3: Um, well, not necessarily, because I'm. I think there are probably things you like about watching football, specifically the Lions, like a certain hit. That happens in a game or, um,
1: you know, a play
3: that gets run or.
1: Well, we do love the game of football. Exactly. We do. Oh, yeah.
3: Exactly. So that that looking for the the, um, positive uh, that would help lift up the negative, so to speak. Because I think okay. what happens in depression is that we start to focus on the negative, and oh. that's what becomes that lead weight around our neck that drags us down.
2: whoa,
3: yeah,
1: wow, yeah. maybe uh, some Barry Sanders highlights we should go watch as well absolutely.
2: that's a good go. idea
3: yes oh.
2: excellent
3: oh. see now, if I knew a little more about you know who who was playing, I could probably point out a few other players because I'm guessing there are. There are a couple guys on the team that are pretty good right now.
2: Hey, hey Jill. Yeah. Can can I ask you a question? Um, Can prolonged exposure to losing such as we experience every year, can that cause brain damage like, like CTE or something like that? Because (laughs) we're figuratively banging our heads on the wall every week and every year with this team.
3: You know, I I do have to say this kind of goes to when I was asked to come spend a little time with you guys tonight, what I kind of went to as far as from a mental health standpoint, and that is you guys have created what I would call a habit or a, a, a specific way of, of being that regardless of the outcome, you continue to repeat over and over and over again, which... Yes, from a mental health standpoint, I don't know that it would cause brain damage.
2: But is, is that <laughs> but not the definition be, of insanity, though? you no, do well, something over I mean, and over again, expecting it, well, a different result?
3: Well, and I, I would assert maybe you don't even expect a different result because you're all pretty intelligent men. And so, and so what I would say is that you knowingly, you, you knowingly go into it. And then, and that, and what I was going to say is, so that's that, that whole, uh, you know, yeah, why does an so, abuser, you know, an abused person stay with an abuser? It's because it's what they know. So we're like, at, well, maybe more I think, like
2: masochist. I yeah. Think. Nah, I, exactly. Ah.
3: Yes. You enjoy the pain. Correct.
2: Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe. So you, you guys have created, um, a, a pretty entrenched way of being there that that is hard to break.
4: So, what's the diagnosis?
3: Um, hmm. Well, I wouldn't call it depression because ultimately, you guys aren't in bed. You know, not able to motivate yourself to get to work and um, interact with family members. <laughs> Where do you think oh. we're talking to you from? <laughs> <laughs> I would still assert that it is appropriate for you to be there right now. (laughs) Uh, As far as I know, you guys all hold jobs.
2: (laughs) uh, Yeah, we do. And you
1: you called us intelligent men, which we very much appreciate. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You (laughs) Like I said, a lot of... We gotta question your
4: your, uh, assessments now. Hey, 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 let her her speak. She's doing
2: good.
3: Lots of good people have mental health issues.
1: Hmm. so i have another question for you jill okay. um I'm, during lions games at least me i've got to like walk around in circles i, I, I gotta like oh, rip well, my shirt a little bit here and there it, it's, it's stressful mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. I, I just want to ask if you have any recommendations for is there a way <laughs> do you have to calm a stress me down ball during a game yeah
3: do you have a stress ball do you have a Anything to hold I have or... a stress
1: wall, not a stress ball. Well, see,
3: no, I would say a ball, something to clench. Uh, yeah, you're punching a wall. Is that what I you said? Uh,
1: uh, sometimes it's sometimes it's the couch, sometimes it's the wall. But the, uh, luckily I haven't put a hole in it this season. But
3: okay, <laughs> okay now that does border on clinical. Just so
2: you know.
1: <laughs> oh. yeah. so yeah, we oh, want God. to redirect
3: that kind of um, the destructive the behavior. Guy. Uh huh. Yeah. C- and that's like you- so a stress ball, some sort of, um, physical outlet. Do you have a punching bag? Is I mean, punching a punching bag is always fan? a good thing.
4: You can put the face okay? on it.
3: Say what? No, I mean? no, no.
4: Uh, you see like an opposing fan with a different uniform on. Like, there you so go. Punch them? You got no. it. Yes. That <laughs> would right. work.
2: That's probably a crime. <laughs>
3: have Have you tried any breathing exercises as to Zach? You could do yeah, breathing was exercises. exercises. Like, that was like my next question.
1: like Do absolute. I just count to the, mm-hmm. do you count to three when you breathe? Or uh,
3: Well, there's a whole um, protocol to follow, actually. In through your nose, out your mouth it goes, at least three times, as slow as possible.
2: <laughs> I'm doing it right now, and it seems to be working. It does work.
3: It's it does pretty work. amazing when you get oxygen into your body and fill the lungs. Yeah, it actually mm-hmm. does work. Hmm. Very good. Very good. I've
2: I've always tried to use alcohol and okay. it seems so to make again, it worse.
3: I was just again that would fall into the realm of destructive coping skills.
4: Yes. Oh, yeah. I see. It, yeah, you destroy the bad feeling.
3: No. No, you know? that that no, you destroy yourself when you do those kinds of things. Oh, or wow, prosper.
2: yeah. Yeah, is really that interesting.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think there's a lot of people oh, that'll benefit from this. Yes. Absolutely. I hope Absolutely.
3: so. I hope so. Yeah. The question, My... I just always question whether or not they really will do it.
1: Well, you know. We're here to educate and well, um, we can't make them act upon it unfortunately. And
4: illuminate
3: no, exactly. There you go. Yeah. So yes. you
1: and
4: can
3: lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink.
4: I've one lead a lion question.
3: to water and can't make him drink.
2: Ooh, can't make him drink the Kool-Aid? Ooh. Yes.
3: Well, I, I noticed that, too, when you guys were just initially talking. And I did. I'm like, hmm. Now, there's a whole nother mental health issue. You know, Uh-oh. a part of a cult and
2: drinking Whoa. the
3: Kool-Aid. <laughs> Wait
2: a minute. This is going off on a, another direction. I wasn't <laughs> expecting. <laughs> Holy cow. We're not like a cult. No,
3: no offense intended.
2: Okay, it's, it's good
3: to be a part of a group with common causes and and
1: common thoughts and
2: oh okay that's good yeah. uh,
1: that kind yes. of was going to lead me into my last question I guess is okay um you you list all these great methods um all these recommendations um but I mean this is drinking the blue kool-aid so is drinking the blue kool-aid the best medicine for a depressed lions man
3: you know see that's why. I
4: wait.
1: Careful what you say. So
3: I no. I believe so. <laughs> I, I think that that ultimately, you know, is the greatest kind of measure of of a fan. Yes. And of an individual <laughs> in general, you know, that you're there. You're there through the, the not only the good times but the bad times too. So yes. ultimately, I think in the end, you end up prouder and stronger because of your commitment wow. and, and finding other like-minded people that are willing to be committed to that as well.
2: Oh my God. I feel so, I feel yes. like amazing wow. right now. I can't good. believe
4: this.
3: It's you so should. I, I think it's to be commended.
1: <laughs> Holy feel, I'm feeling
4: cured doc. <laughs>
3: it's amazing. Well, I'm not a doctor, just a, just a licensed mental health counselor. So,
2: <laughs> wow, but <laughs> like, I feel so good right now, Jill. I mean, I'm, it's incredible. i so I was happy. feeling so depressed. I was afraid to even come on on the air this time, and <laughs> talk, because I was, I'm so down. But now I, I, I honestly feel
1: better. You heard it here, You, should. you, do.
3: you guys cool should be way. proud. I feel Yes. Yes. Good. All right.
1: Good. <laughs> Well, let's thank Jill for coming on this week to drink the Blue Jill. Kool-Aid. Jill, thank you very, have very say, much. I to
3: say, I just may have to drink a little Blue Kool-Aid myself. All all
1: right. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Jill.
3: <laughs> You're very welcome. Love Loved talking with Let you all. All right.
1: <laughs> all right, thank you, Jill.
3: You're welcome. Thanks, Have a Jill. good evening. Bye-bye.
1: So, UJ, Ruddog Dog, uh, Connor... Jill, the licensed mental health counselor, very gracious for coming on. Um, had a lot of interesting thoughts. Do you guys have any any follow-up with that? I,
2: I would just like to say I just feel a lot better about myself. I was starting to doubt myself as a human being and, and my purpose in life. I mean, I do this every year. Now, I'm the older of you guys now, and I do this every year, and it just you wonder sometimes, you know. But I'm excited for next year. I'm ready to go. She, she gave us those breathing exercises. I'm doing doing them right now and they're really helping me. The Kool Aid tastes better than ever right now. So I'm just feeling good. I'm just feeling generally good. I'm definitely knowing, that I'm, knowing that I'm not alone out there, you know what I mean? I'm not alone. Yeah. You know,
4: not- <laughs> I it was good, you know, I already kinda of knew I was crazy, so when she said that it was it was kinda of just confirming. But you know, knowing that I'm already taking the best medicine for my insanity in the blue Kool Aid is is
1: reassuring. It's you know, it feels good.
2: For sure. Yeah.
1: Do you think enough Lions <laughs> fans out there think about the, the mental side? Or you, they just think they're so focused on the Lions, they, they don't take the time to stop and smell the roses, you know? You, you <laughs> know, I think so, she had a really good point. I think, they too. Do. I think she had a really good point when she said that uh,
2: when we get down and depressed, we tend to focus on the negative. And I notice a lot of the Lions fans tend to do that. Fire Patricia, fire Cooter, uh, fire Stafford, all this. It's all negative, negative, negative. But I think if we really look at things and uh I think we can find a positive path to the future here if we you know if we look at it from a positive point of view instead of so just the negative all the time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanna take that and let's talk about this previous game, the Lions losing fourteen to thirteen. Let me just start off. Did we fire Jim Bob Cooter? I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Um, the Lions losing 14-13 in Buffalo. Always a tough place to play at Buffalo. Um, Josh Allen leading the charge, I guess you could say, 14 points. He didn't have a lot of rushing yards in this game. I actually thought the defense played pretty well. But like, like we're saying, it's been the same story all year, the offense not being able to pick it up, only 13 points in this game. Even despite them actually doing some things we've been clamming for them to do all year. Yeah. Throwing deep to Gale, yeah. like, giving the ball to Zenner more and to Blunt less. Although they could have gone to center even more, probably. I agree um, with that. And Galladay. And, and, oh, and Galladay. Kinda, it was, kinda kinda how good, how was great good. was it to see him just throwing it up deep to Galladay? It was oh, great. It was such a
4: breath of fresh air. Finally seeing the, some aggression
1: out of that offense. I mean, Galladay literally, you just got to get it in the vicinity and he's going to make a play on it. That's the hope, at least.
2: And he's proven he can do
1: that.
0: He, he he's re- it's weird they haven't been thrown no more with the talent he has this year absolutely yeah. i mean look, look twice
1: this year he's literally taken the ball out of a defender's hands and caught the ball <laughs>
2: fantastic
1: yeah that was he did a against play. the panthers and then he he did this week he literally ripped an interception away from them in midair
4: incredible
0: yeah he's a monster
4: yeah, it was nice. It was, it, we went a week. We started off doing that early on the game, and we're getting success, and then we just went away from that as the game drew on. And that was. That's how Jim Bob goes. Yeah. She you know, that. you wonder how much is Jim Bob, how much is
2: Patricia, you know, and what type of offense he's looking for. It's hard to say. I've, I've read a couple articles, and there seems to be some confusion or some doubt on
0: Oh, Patricia enforcing
2: really cool. this philosophy or this, but you got to put it on the OC. You have to, I, I think.
4: Well, I mean, it's not like Cooter was doing, having tremendous success last year either. It was a little better, but there's some better personnel in some places.
0: But I'm just like curious. Cause you know, like Patricia, like didn't have time to get his coordinators. Like, do you think his thought process was like, I'm just going to ride it with Jim Bob, see what happens, and then bring in my new guy? Or do you think he genuinely, like, thought Jim Bob, like, was going to succeed? Well, I think
1: Bob Quinn actually backed
0: Jim Bob up a little bit. Um, Really?
1: That's my opinion. I think Bob Quinn had some faith in Jim Bob Cooter after seeing what he did with Stafford last year, because Stafford had pretty good numbers last year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's true. And the, I the defense I think, was actually a bigger issue last year. Now the defense is actually stepping up, and our offense is the biggest issue. I think
2: you're so. partly right, though, Connor. I mean, he was late in getting hired, and, uh, you know, some of the pick the litter were already taken. So, you know, maybe he had nothing to lose by staying with Jim Bob, at least for a year. Uh, yeah. In I don't think he'll be the next year.
1: Like we said, leading into this uh, game, the – Bills had the number one pass defense in the NFL. Matt Stafford, 22 of 29, 208 yards, and one touchdown, no sacks, and 106.7 quarterback rating. So from his, his standpoint, it wasn't a bad game at all. Yeah.
2: No.
0: No. Oh, and actually, I would argue that
1: yards.
4: special teams was more culprit in this game than the offense. Mm. Actually,
0: well, I think special teams is awful all year. <laughs> well,
4: I think the offense should could have done a little bit more. They did technically get us in scoring position for the requisite points, and special teams missed a PAT and a freaking field goal. So, I mean, I think really they were the biggest culprits. There were some other bad things too: uh, punts into the end zone and things. Special teams was really rough in this game. Yeah,
2: yeah, they were.
4: Do you think Muleback has
2: done his last year for the Lions after missing a snap? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean, we'll... 16 years, he I don't think he's ever blown a snap, but maybe one or two that we don't know about. But uh, wow, what a critical one, though. At that one like point, a,
4: that's like a Da Vinci's Demons like mystery. There's a whole like order dedicated to protecting the legend of Don Muleback, they they protect those tapes, yeah. All costs. Um. Yeah. No, right. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think we – I mean, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to give him some more pressure again, you know, like they did
1: right away under Patricia. So, we'll see. Yeah. As far as Don Mulbeck goes, I mean, we drafted the guy from Baylor, the long snapper from Baylor, and he got hurt. Uh, I Don Mulbeck's on a veteran minimum salary, and – I I think Bob Quinn wants to get rid of that salary as soon as possible because it's a long snapper, and there's a lot of people that can long snap. And nobody does it better than Don but
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think his time may have come, unfortunately. I mean, you like to see he's a great story, you know. And uh, just like us Long Suffering Lions fans, he's a long-suffering lion. So I think there's some identity that the fans have with him, you know.
1: Yep. That's, that is the link between all the Lions losing, Don Mulbeck.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's the key. It's the curse. We get rid of him. Suddenly,
1: we just
4: roll over teams.
2: Hey, I'd, like to, I'd like to bring up well, a question to you guys I, off the <laughs> Mulbeck subject here. What do you think of Patricia's uh, press conference and dropping the F-bomb and stuff like that?
0: I like it personally. I I wish we'd see more frustration out of a Lions coach instead of just deflecting to like, oh, we gotta change our schemes or whatever. I don't know. I, I like I like the emotion. I think it's about time someone dropped the f bomb in the Lions organization because <laughs> all the fans feel that way. I mean, I yeah. feel that way. I'm sure you actually. Feel I I that. agree with yeah. you, Connor. I thought it was a breath of fresh
2: air. I think he cares a lot, and and, hurt and kills Patricia. Man, I'm telling you, he I. I you have to give this guy a couple of years to figure it out. This is year one, and look what he did to the defense in this one year. Uh, once the rest of the team comes around, they get a few more players. I'm telling you, I, I expect big things from Patricia as a coach, personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You can't be upset with his defense this year, how it's progressed. No, that's
4: been that's been nice, having that gives a little hope for next year. I think he's definitely got one more year for sure to really show. I mean, there's got to be a big improvement next year, but he's, I think he's guaranteed one more.
2: Oh, for sure,
0: easily. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no yeah, way. They can I say he's guaranteed three personally. I wouldn't care to go that far, but if if he wins like six games again next year, yeah, I say he has like to five show five, me five. some
1: progress next yeah. year. If, he, really if gonna, he wins, you you would also have to consider Bob Quinn and everybody else too, if. Uh...
0: Because Bob oh, yeah. Quinn and Matt Patricia
1: are definitely tired <clears> of <throat> the hip if, at this point.
2: I'm tired of churn and churn and getting a new regime, another new regime. This is bullcrap, man. At some point, you got to stick with someone for a little while and give him a chance to work it out. It might take take more than a couple of years. I mean, Belichick took more than a couple of years. I mean, it, sometimes you got to just stick with something for a little while. I think Patricia's a smart guy, and I think he's going to figure it out. I really do. You can't just fire a guy in a year and a half or two years. I mean, then we gotta go through the same bull crap again.
0: I don't want to right now. And you know, I know it's frustrating though. Like you see, the Bears hire Nagy, and then they instantly like clinch the division or McVay with him. McVay with the Rams. It's it's just kind of frustrating because other coaches do. Yeah, but you know, it's hard to compare.
2: (laughs) It's apples and oranges. The players are all different. There's different scenarios. I mean, well, theoretically, it's hard to.
4: Patricia was supposed to be coming into a better scenario than uh, Nagy because we had Stafford, and that did not seem to materialize as any kind of advantage this year. Yeah,
2: yeah you're, you're
4: right.
0: It's that age-old debate, though. Like, how much of this is Jim Bob's fault? How much is Patricia's fault? How right? much well, is Stafford's fault? you,
1: know. you throw out something there for you. Do you know which team has won the most Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era? Uh,
2: I I want to say Patriots right away.
0: The Patriots, the Patriots are second.
1: Probably. They're tied with the Cowboys and 49ers. Number one is the Steelers.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. wow.
1: They've won six.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, and you know what's very interesting about the Steelers? They have never—they have not fired a coach in 51 years.
2: That's amazing. They had wow. Chuck
1: Knoll, Bill Cowher, and now Mike Tomlin. Chuck Knoll and Bill Cowher both retired.
2: Yeah, it's amazing.
1: You know, And they might have a down year here and there, but they stay competitive
2: every year. Once they figure out the system and people buy in, then it just becomes a reloading every
0: year. And I think we need to get exactly. to that point. We need to get to that point. That is what they say they're trying to build, so I guess it is a thing yeah. you have to be patient
2: You with gotta it. have faith, I man. You, I, know,
0: I know it's drinking oh, the Kool-Aid, but at some point you gotta just
2: buy in, you know? I, I
4: agree, but at the same time, you gotta have some sort of measured success. Like, you can't go into next year and have another, like, have a less than winning season and just keep your – be guaranteed to keep your job. There has to be, like, some measures that you know what you're doing to some extent, at least you have no, a you, real direction.
2: You're right. I mean, there has to be some measure of success. So,
1: guaranteed one more year and reassessment next year. That's how I would say. I mean, if you want to look for a, a light at the end of the tunnel or whatever um, – you want to call it, the Lions have been very competitive against the, the better teams this year, for the most part. There was a stretch there like the Seahawks game and such where they were not uh, as competitive, but they beat the Patriots. Um, They beat Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay's end up not being that great, but there are signs of them being able – they held the Rams. You know what's amazing? Matt Patricia has come up with a model to beat the Rams. The Lions didn't beat them. I know. But everybody <laughs> has followed suit.
2: I know. It's crazy. But as you're right. You're exactly right because they've looked terrible since they played us.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody's taking the same game plan. They don't They don't play the play. Uh, they let the Rams run the ball, but they, they defend the pass first. And that's why every team since they played the Lions have beat them. It's just um, – I, I, there are a lot of smarts there. And I don't think Matt Christian necessarily has the smarts on the offensive side of the ball. And that's why he's got to get a guy he can trust. Um to get on yeah. that side of the ball, I don't. Th- Jim Bob Cooter was there, like you said, Connor, hired late in the process. Might have not have been able to get his guy. I bet he plucks. We went through. Th- we went through the OCs. Um, I think he got somebody actually from the Patriots organization, but we'll see. I mean, we can speculate about that. Later. I think
4: this is the perfect time to to fi- fire Cooter. Uh, let the guy you got there at quarterbacks coach, who's already a candidate for maybe to take over the job, see what you got with him in the next two games. See he he just has to call the the plays in the book that they already have. He doesn't have to change the whole scheme that way. And maybe we can actually see if he's got any talent at
2: it. I agree with you. I I think it's I think yeah. Cooter's a, a bygone conclusion, personally. And yeah, I'd like to see he got a couple games left to see what somebody else can do with this team, you know.
0: I don't know. I'd I'd rather go just outside of the organization personally, like I'd look at the Chiefs and the Rams well, first.
4: I'm you know, saying kind of we could do that, but like but, we can also get a firsthand look at a guy who's already there without having to do any major overhaul before the end of the I, season. I
0: know, but, but that's just what happened with Jim Bob, and I guess maybe yeah, he's haunted by that.
1: But I know, just know, want to couple, talk discreet. about a couple more standouts in this game. Oh, Quara played the entire game, which is amazing. yeah the playing on the field for an entire game. That almost never happens in today's NFL. We were singing – well, I don't know about singing, but we were respecting the efforts of Mike Ford the past few weeks, but he was heavily exposed to this game. Oh, my God. Oh, he yeah, he terrible. was. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to point out the refs again, burn the Lions. That was a terrible pass interference yeah. call on Darius Slay. Worst oh. call
2: – one of the worst calls I've seen this year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was perfectly defended, and they called that interference.
1: Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. They like, yeah. It's
1: touchdown, right? I mean – I feel like there's a makeup call or something maybe because I thought maybe he could have done it earlier. But I mean, Darius Slay has always been really good at towing the line between pass interference and not pass interference. He just is very good with his hands, getting his body in perfect position. Yeah. And I mean, that one especially was atrocious though. Yeah. He, he was facing went... the ball,
2: playing the ball too. I mean, it wasn't like he had his head turned or anything. Ah, You really yeah. can't
1: cover it better than he did there. That was, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Um, and like I brought up at the beginning, Zach Zenner getting more looks. Um, I personally – what do you guys – what do you think of the future is for Zenner in this organization? Is he the backup running back next year? I personally see him as a future third running back on the roster, and he'll continue to be a special teamer. I don't know. Um, I think the Lions get rid of Blunt, and they go pick – they either draft another running back or go find one on the free agency market. Yeah. Uh, Zach, with you, I'm, I'm a
2: board, he's a borderline two running back between a three and a two, in, in my opinion. I think he's a pretty talented runner. Uh, yeah, great special teams guy. So I'm kind of with you. I think he'd be a third stringer, but we do need to find another running back. Well, I like X. that he's a
4: he's a complete back because he can catch the ball and he can run it well. And so if you get like another, I mean, I don't know, like I think we do need some new blood besides Carry on. Like, as much as I like Riddick, it might be time to start looking to move on from him, find someone a little more fresher. Um, but I like bigger. Uh, yeah, maybe bigger or faster. Someone who can, you know, really be a threat out of the backfield. But uh, I think Zenner is a nice sta- nice piece in the stable because he's a bigger back can can add to, uh, you know, the, some weight to the box at the end of games when you're trying to run it down. Take some of the weight off of uh, – carry on shoulders in that regard going it's just forward. refreshing because his
2: legs look so fresh and he's like he's compared to and, blunt like, yeah. yeah 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 i mean just like god drives me crazy when they keep handing out to him Uh he's had a good career <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah phenomenal career
1: <laughs> especially yeah. for a guy that a, uh, threw a yeah no he's, he's had a very had good career. player oh, wow. I, I never thought he'd have the career he's having now so yeah if you remember him at Boise State, you know, punching uh, the fans. Yeah. So. That's usually a big black mark on you, but it never seemed to follow him too much. No, it's, it's amazing, actually. And he seems
4: like a hell of a guy, personally. I mean, he seems like a great teammate. He seems happy all the
2: time. On <laughs> well, if team.
4: Joe Mixon can knock a girl out in a diner, I think that uh, punching a dude on the field probably isn't too
1: bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. There's one more thing I want to point out in this game, and it's also something we've been clamoring about. A lot, but we finally saw in this game not only the deep ball to Gallaudet, but the touch from Stafford on a lot of those throws. Yeah, putting more air under the ball. Um, yeah, yes. a really nice throw over the middle, middle, to Levine to Lolo. It was a perfect throw in between two defenders. He put it up high just where only the receiver could get it. Yep, um, and that's what we've been uh, wanting to see a lot more this year, Matt.
2: That's a good observation. Mm-hmm. Z, he had he had some great touch in that game for sure.
4: I actually thought he looked the most like himself he has all year. Like he actually looked like, I don't know, I have seen a little bit of that fire back in him and that like sort of uh, vitality of, and like sort of focus. He was, he looked a lot more present in that game than I feel like I've seen all year.
2: And he stood in the pocket
4: really well. Uh, even yes. though the
2: pocket sometimes seemed to be collapsing a bit. He just sort of stood his ground and
0: yeah, got the throw off
2: at the last second. You know, he wasn't, jittery back there he just sort of stood back there and, his
4: ball pro was so much better not taking sacks and not uh you know obviously not fumbling it but also not throwing interceptions he got rid of the ball really well yeah there were a few times i thought he was going to get
2: crushed and then the ball comes out and makes a complete yeah. hey wow he stood right in there amazing yeah
4: he rushed that oh, one man. over the middle deep to i think it was to Tolola to on that no that man. was tj jones man tj yeah, jones, T. J. jones. He, he, yeah. He he got rushed just a little bit and overthrew him there. Yeah, that
2: would have been a big gainer too. But hey, that was the exception in this game for him. But he he was a good
4: get off because that dude was about to swipe it out of his hands. So yeah, didn't get rid of that ball.
0: At least he gave a chance. I feel like I'm uh, I feel like I'm willing to chalk this or, year up to like just an anomaly for Stafford. And part maybe of Stafford, part I, of I have seen system. Stafford
4: like, I, some theme of that. I don't his, see throughout his career where he'll have a ridiculous stat season where he was just incredibly on and follow it up by a down year where not necessarily like a bad year, but not a good year for him. And so uh, that gives me more hope about next year because, I mean, it's just like last year we relied on all those 50-50 balls to Marvin Jones that you just can't count on. And we counted on them big time last year until our great success. This year <laughs> it just wasn't there, you know. So uh, I think uh, next year as he – once again hopefully finds his touch we could expect big things from him once more
2: yeah well there were some inconsistencies on the offensive line in the beginning of the season where he could he couldn't get comfortable in the pocket and then as the season went on the line got a little better i think the protection wise and everything but then they resort him to this dinky dunk pass game which is not stafford it's like they tied one hand behind his back you know and he, yes. he, he needs to be thrown it deep down the field i mean he He's not a
1: dink and dunk passer, man.
2: <laughs> it's a misuse of his talent. I agree.
1: Yeah, you always hear about how great Matt Stafford's arm is, and then he's he, here, he is throwing little five-yard passes.
2: Yeah, how, like on that third down, and when we needed that first down at the end of the game, he throws a three-yard pass to Tololo, and when we needed eight yards, right? Yeah. Come oh, on, that was man. So frustrating. I almost, I almost threw something in my television set. Thank God I didn't have anything close by. <laughs> they got a
1: big hey, TV. You, and that would got Yeah, do those money. breathing exercises. You gotta do those breathing exercises. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. Or yeah. find a stress ball, something.
4: Not a stress wall. No, nah, no.
1: Yeah, you just gotta repeat that to yourself. Not a stress hey, wall. I found stress a stress ball. ball. I found a stress ball. Oh no, that's that's nervous.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: I think we um, need to get Jill back on here. Further yeah, diagnosis. Is think we have here. other mental issues
0: here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're all condemned so to win the same assignment after this podcast.
1: The Lions now find themselves as the seventh overall pick in the draft currently. Uh. And it's a very interesting position to be in. The Lions season is over. You never want to root for them to lose. But it's, uh, this is, it's always a conundrum, you know, the, especially for a Lions fan because we've been in this position so many times before. Yeah. I
4: I, I don't care. I still want to see them, you know. To me right now, the things we have to look forward to this season is a yep. chance to beat two division rivals. We had a chance to go take it to the Vikings, then we had a chance to take it to the Packers. So I I want I mean, I don't give a crap about that other stuff until later. If we yeah. win those, that'll be that'll make me feel a lot better going forward too. And uh you know what, they'll be good players throughout the draft and throughout the first round. So we'll find somebody. I would do
2: yeah. I, I wanna see him win. I
4: don't we, care.
0: we can be spoilers.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting
2: Nick Bosa, right? I gotta
0: say it would feel really nice to have Nick Bosa. It would be <laughs> nice. The, we will, could play sports we'll Vikings, him, right? But the it would not it be so nice? So that would be a
2: somebody's season. That would season, yeah. be nice. Hell yeah. Hey, did you hey on that subject, did you see that would what be fun. To the Vikings after they fired their OC?
1: Uh, yeah, scored forty one points.
2: Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. That is something <laughs> to
1: consider. Yeah. And they're they're doing it in the middle of a playoff run.
2: I know, right? I mean think about that. What That's doing? what kind of
4: worries me about Quinn. Like I can't, I don't know why he I feel like he should have made a move by now, just because, like that seems like a cut, like sort of a bold move when they need it, and we can't even make like a somewhat conservative move now when it might just be something that would help this team out. I don't know. He seems to he does it okay getting rid of Tate, but can't get rid of Cooter. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Good point. Yeah, and going forward, um, so the Bears a good point. beat the, yeah. the Packers to win the NFC North. The Bears go from last to first in one year with a new coach and a new offensive scheme. And then the Vikings, like you said, crushed the Dolphins after firing their offensive coordinator. So two teams, um, different points in the season, obviously, changed coaches, and it helped them. So don't say a coach doesn't matter, folks. <laughs> Here's I, a I know question. Bob isn't here with us today, but Bob, Jim Bob, just because he has Bob in his name doesn't mean you gotta like him. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: I have a question: Would would it raise anyone here's interest in these last two games if we were going in with new guy calling the plays on offense?
2: Oh, it absolutely would, mine for sure.
4: Right? So, like, just yeah, for so that I'll sake be, alone, I'd be watching Quinn make the move just to give it, us something to, okay. you know. To observe and that we, you know, find out about. Hey, did anyone notice that when JBC calls plays, that a lot of
2: times that he doesn't cover his mouth? So I think the other teams watch and they just know what he's calling. (laughs) You ever notice that?
1: That's (laughs) because his play sheet's too small. It's like the size of his (laughs) hand. Yeah,
2: slot right fifty-two dive. How has
0: he not been yeah. told about that, though? But, like, you, you how has like, someone not been like, Reed, yo, cover and your and
1: mouth when you call Even him Matt she. Nagy on the Bears, these guys have these giant play sheets that are like yeah. like half the size of their body. And then Jim Bob Cooter's <laughs> got like, this is this is little one in his hand. He doesn't hide what he's saying either. So yeah. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. So. You
1: know, that wouldn't be beneath the Patriots to try to do. So <laughs> could be any. Well, you guys, this week. The Lions are hosting <laughs> the Vikings, the last home game of the season. So, if you plan on going, um, it's Fan Appreciation Day. They appreciate the fans coming out every year to root for a team that can't win a playoff game. It, it is amazing, though. I give a lot of they better appreciate the Lions us. fans every year. They show up to the stadium, even when the team still has yet to win in such a long time. And then you go to a place like Tampa Bay. I mean, look at the Chargers right now. That's a different story. They just moved out of their city. But even before that in San Diego. Just some of these different cities, there's not a lot of fan loyalty compared to what the Lions have. And I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree.
4: We're going to appreciate it. The the Kool-Aid runs freely. That's what's going to make it so sweet the day we hoist that (laughs) trophy. Oh, my God. There
2: will be no greater day on Earth. (laughs) None. The world no greater
4: will day. I think we'll finally have world peace.
2: Wars will cease. Liberals <laughs> well, okay. will get along with conservatives and vice versa. There will be peace.
0: I'm trying to find I actually, this, uh,
1: Chris Berg wrote an article. One he, one. he went up to the uh, and <laughs> tailgate with a bunch of Lions fans <laughs> in Buffalo this week. Chris Berg writes for The Athletic. And he found all these passionate Lions fans. And one of them, I can't find the exact quote, but it went something along the lines of like, You know, a long time ago, uh, we made the decision to become Lions fans, and we're just uh, stuck with it, and we got to ride it out. So, I and and that's how pretty much every Lions fan feels like this is the I guess you got to commit to it. You you can't can't (laughs) just be a free loading fan that goes fan base to fan base uh, when the team starts losing. because I know a lot of people like that, and I do not respect them.
2: I agree with you, Big Z. I agree totally. Pick a team and stick with it when our day comes. It's going to be so sweet. And we oh, will have God. earned it. We'll know we earned it. You know, <laughs> it. we will appreciate it. <laughs> oh, absolutely,
0: we've already earned a dynasty. I think yeah, that'd be nice. Like four or five, yeah, um, yeah. But, but, one would but be going nice. back, I would, I would settle shame. for one.
1: The Lions are hosting the Vikings. The Vikings <laughs> battling for playoff position. <laughs> and how sweet it would be to beat the Vikings um, and try to knock oh, them out of the playoffs? That'd be great. And to be
2: honest, awesome. Lions
1: played really well against the Vikings uh, last time, at least defensively. The offense, per usual, not stepping up to the plate. Hopefully, Matt Stafford can stay on his seat. The, the Lions gave up 10 sacks or maybe 11 sacks last time they played the Vikings. Oh, so, geez. we are really looking forward to hopefully not seeing that happen a second time. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. And even better is that we will not have Rick Wagner in the game. He was the worst rated offensive lineman in that game. Um, I'm not saying uh, – we'll, we see, we'll see what Tyrell Crosby is really made of. Howdy, Crosby. Hey, what was Crosby's final mixed number emotions in that on that one? last
4: game? I didn't see him get beat too badly.
1: Who, Tyrell I mean, Crosby?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. Well,
1: I mean, we didn't give up any sacks, so
4: yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah, he held his own. I think. I mean, ma- nothing stood out bad, that bad.
1: There was a couple <laughs> times we could, I could have saw a little more bend out of him. The defensive end got around him a little bit uh, a couple times, but Stafford yeah. got rid of the ball quick enough where it didn't matter. But there was a couple times how, uh he kind of let the quicker defensive end run around him, and that would be a little bit of concern. But, I mean, I, I think he's got yeah. a promising future, especially as a fifth-round pick. Um, you can't, you can't ask for uh, better depth on the offensive line than that. True that. Yeah, good point. So uh, there's not much more to add about this week's game other than just hoping we ruin the Vikings season. We're going to get into our last and most famous segment, and that is predictions. Predictions. So, Connor, welcome back to the predictions segment. (laughs) We are going to start with your thoughts on this week's
0: game. I know, it's been a while. Sorry,
1: guys. Playing the Vikings, we're going to get your thoughts first
0: on predictions for this week. I think, well, I want to be the most optimistic pessimist I can be with while predicting a victory. So I think the offense is going to continue to stutter with Jim Bob. I think the defense is going to stifle the Vikings. I think, uh, you know, I think the fact that they don't really have an OC right now is going to catch up to them. Um, And I think Patricia is going to have a plan there, but it's going to be in spite of Jim Mm -hmm. Bob that we win. All right. Interesting. Interesting pessimistic uh, uh, optimism.
1: (laughs) All (laughs) right. Red dog. (laughs)
4: Thank you. All right. Well, first I just want to point out that I've been by some it.
1: crazy happenstance,
4: we somehow also have the same exact record as the Lions this year in our picks. I mean, that's just uncanny, that's if you it, ask me. That's insane. Uh, We're the five and nine this year. It's, it's incredible. I'm also going to con- uh, predict gonna the offense's out. continued struggles, um, except for this time I'm going to say the Lions are going to beat the Vikings nine to three. It's going to be – a defensive Ooh, drag out. Man. Our special teams that let us down big time last week will wow. step up a little bit and make all three field goals. So, Prater wins the game. Lions 9-3. I
2: like it. Oh, yeah. It is, for sure. Jared yeah. Davis is going to shut down.
4: That's Dallas. an elite it's defensive performance you're predicting.
2: All right, hmm. UJ. All right, well, you know, pessimism seems to be the word of the day, and uh, I'm a little pessimistic that our offense is going to do much, so. I think they're only going to put up 28 in this game. <laughs> and, uh, and our defense uh, though, is going to be, just keep on improving. Jared Davis is going <laughs> to continue his ascent into elite linebackerdom, And, uh, I think he's going to have just a brilliant game with an interception. And I think Ooh, the Vikings like will it. score 14 points. I'm saying 28, 14, uh, lions. All right.
1: Nice. All right. And I just want to note one more thing. I was not aware of this. Um, earlier, I, but I just found it, is that Kenny Galladay is over a 1,000 yards on the season. So, awesome. um, oh, that's Awesome. That's encouraging going forward as well. To I, for I, old yeah, Saint
0: Rita, I did not I expect that. Right <laughs> <and deep. laughs> I saw it. <laughs>
1: Always got to throw it in, of course. Always got to get it in there.
2: Yeah, I did. I know.
1: Wait. Yeah, you, you know say Rita? Me and are him are related not... by Alma Mater. Wow. Then. I didn't know that.
2: Mm.
0: You learned something new. So day. going...
1: Into this last game, I don't know if you guys saw tonight. Christian McCaffrey threw a fifty-yard touchdown pass on it a fourth was... and one from midfield. I saw that. Yeah, it was awesome. I expect Xander oh. to get a throw in this week—a twenty-five-yard pass. Yeah, to Andy Jones. That's what I'm, gonna, oh, I'm okay. gonna. I'm gonna see that somehow, some way in this game. I feel like Jim Pop- Bob Cooter is gonna. He feels <laughs> like his job might be done with, so he's gonna try to show as much creativity as possible in this game, especially against a team that. Sacked us eleven times. You're going to have to create as much misdirection and confusion as possible. I'm yeah. going to see a 21 to 13 victory for the Lions in this game. I think the Lions like do it. manage three touchdowns in this game and one All late right. one to seal the deal. Yeah, I like, I like it. it. So those are our predictions for this week. All predicting the Lions victory, incredibly so, or maybe not so incredibly so. But and we are seeing, think, as you know, a mental health specialist for this. Of yes. <laughs> and we want to thank Jill again for coming on to the podcast we really appreciate it so thank you everybody for listening to this podcast every week yeah, if you I'm like what you hear please listen subscribe, leave a review and share this podcast amongst family, friends, whoever you think would enjoy this especially if they want to listen to a mental health counselor this week especially a licensed mental health counselor yeah but last but not least, go, go, Lions. go Lions. We're
0: looking out Forward, Forward down
1: down
0: the, the
1: oh. you. And when the blue is f- Go a, down God the
2: field day the name victory, Victor. go, go. go.